UFC 251 Fight Island on Yas Island in the United Arab Emirates is finally upon us after months of anticipation. We didn't even know where this island was. We didn't even know if it was a thing for months. And Blake, it's finally here. It's within our grasp. And we get three glorious title fights in one card. Arguably one of the best cards we've seen in recent history. And maybe in UFC history, if we want to even go that far. What do you think about this one? I know you're hyped, but how hyped are you? I'm I'm very hyped. I think that this is a fight card that pretty much anyone is looking forward to. You have so many different factors going into it. You have a new location that no one's seen before. You have an octagon on the beach that, unfortunately, we won't have actual fights just in, for but, training but it still but looks we're still pretty gonna get badass some cool promos we're still gonna get some cool promos well, some open workouts did you see the the promo that bt sport already released oh i haven't gotten to check that out yet fuego you've oh, seen he's out. been killing it in the promo game recently oh yeah their media team's been really really ahead of the game hey hey round of applause to their media team because they've been keeping us hyped oh, wow. in, in in this little uh pandemic you know oh yeah they, they <laughs> definitely have done a good job of keeping everyone interested and intrigued I think that, like I said, everyone should be looking forward to this card. Uh, what stands out on paper, obviously, three title fights. You know, like I said, new location, beach, different type of uh, fighter pool. You know, you mm -hmm. have the, the European and, like, Asian and just anywhere in the world type fight. The international fighters, I should just say. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, long story short, I am really looking forward to this fight. Mm -hmm. Now, if we look at it, if we're being honest, the prelims and the early prelims, on paper, aren't that exciting, but we've seen expectations blown away over the past few fight nights. Whereas, they come out, there's almost no hype going to it, and then they totally exceed all expectations. So, you can't really judge a card anymore nowadays based on the fights because you never really know what's going to happen. And that's probably one of the best things about fighting in, in the sport of mixed martial arts. So, but with that being said, is there anyone in particular that sticks out to you on those prelim? So I have three names circled for these early, the early prelims and the prelim card. Uh, for the early prelims that begin on Saturday at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Pacific time. Mm -hmm. uh, that's Saturday, July 11th, of course. Not this Saturday, unfortunately. Hey, uh, but what do you mean, unfortunately? This weekend is the second best holiday of the year. Independence Day, baby. America. Hell yeah, got a sense of myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first name that I have circled for this card uh, comes up as the fourth fight on the early prelims, Marcin Tabura. I don't know if I pronounced his first name right, Close but enough. it's, it's kind of difficult. Uh, this guy, he's he's been, um, I'd say, a, a perennial contender in the heavyweight class, in the, heavy, in the heavyweight weight class. Uh, just hasn't obviously gotten all the way to the top yet. He had a decision win over Sergey Spivak in his last fight, which I think is pretty impressive. Uh, Spivak is, you know, a, a young up-and-comer that's kind of just finding his way in the UFC, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Before that, though, he was on a two-fight losing streak. Um, actually, three-fight losing streak. Sorry, I forgot about that Derek Lewis loss. So he's definitely um, kind of on the downward slope. But he is a really good he's, – he's got a high level of talent, I would say. I mean, he's beat some really good guys. Stefan Struve, um, who else has he beaten? Um, Andre Orlovsky, Luis Enrique, 
he's fought some pretty decent dudes. That's no, that's not a slouch of a resume right there. No, he's and and the guys he's lost to like Derek Lewis, Fabricio Verdum. I mean, he's fighting some studs all over the place. Augusto Saki, um, another guy I cannot pronounce the name of. That's I'm not even gonna try to go for that guy. <laughs> so he's, I mean, he's fought kind of almost all of the who's who at heavyweight. So I think that this is going to be kind of one of those sneaky fights that could surprise people and mm. and keep you on the edge of your seat. I mean, heavyweights are always fun to watch. Dude. Exactly. Just, just just look at that Maurice Green fight last weekend. I mean, I don't think anyone had huge hopes for that. No. John Volante and Maurice Green fight, but it kind of delivered. Mm-hmm. Especially the um, the dozer, that Canadian dude up north with uh, he, he looks like he could rock the hell out of that jean jacket with that one nasty nasty combo that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that like, was crazy. Ooh. Great fight. But, yeah, with this one, who's your next guy that you have circled? So now we move on over to the prelims. Uh, Makwan Amir Khani. He is a fighter that fights out of SBG Ireland, which if you don't, if you aren't familiar, that is Connor's team with Coach Kavanaugh. I don't know how close him and Connor are and, and anything like that, but it just shows that he is on a high-level team, a team that's touched championships before multiple times. Um and he's going to have the right training partners in there if you know if they're if they're available and i don't know what coronavirus has done to all the all that type of stuff but maquan mm-hmm. Khani is a guy that's had a lot of hype in the past in the featherweight division a division that's filled with killers and uh his last fight he fought against chris fishgold that was june 1st of 2019 so it's been a while since he's fought over a year but he got a submission in the second round. His fight before that, he lost to Shane Burgos. Sound familiar? <laughs> it sounds uh, like a great fighter. But not like as good fighter, as Josh right? Emmett, which we did interview. You can go check that out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Here's the plug. Check it out. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, the guy, the guy, uh, he's a sneaky good fighter, I think. He's going to be a someone that people haven't seen a lot of as of recent so it's gonna be he might have some tricks up his sleeve Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna be very interested to see how he does coming back after a a year layoff i mean he's beaten guys like jason knight uh lost a decision i believe to arnold allen um who else has he fought i mean yeah that's that's pretty much all the big names that he's fought but so he's got some talent as well i'm gonna have my eyes uh on him for sure and then next, after that, the next fighter I have circled is, of course, Volkan Ozdemir. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has enough name recognition, I feel like. They, they put him in the, as we call it, main event for the prelims uh, for a reason, I would, I would think. I don't know anything about his opponent. Um, his opponent doesn't even have a picture on the UFC website. It's just a muscly silhouette. Yeah, it looks like, oh, dude, I cannot even say the place he's from. Maybe Czech? He might be mm. Czech? I'm not sure though. I don't think he's got any type of UFC record though. Oh, well, UFC debut. So I mean, they're feeding Ozdemir to the wolf or to the young wolves. You know, we'll see how he does. He's either gonna be a sledgehammer and knock him down, or mm-hmm. maybe this guy is gonna be some new blood that's infused into the light heavyweight division. That would be, you know, that's always welcome in a light heavyweight division that could possibly could be up for grabs now. I have no idea what's going on with that. I'm still. Right. I don't think anyone does either. I don't even think John Jones himself knows what's going on. <laughs> but, right. Hey, and you never know. He one or two fights could really put him in to the title picture for the vacant title in quotes. Yep. Hey, and you know what? Just to reiterate, just because these are the names that 
I'm circling and I'm looking forward to doesn't mean that these other fighters aren't going to go out there and put on amazing performances. Exactly. Like you kind of got into earlier. I think it's almost more fun when you go into a fight with no expectations yep. and not really knowing anything about somebody because mm -hmm. you just you kind of just watch right like well, you just react you can't be disappointed moment. if you have no expectations absolutely that's kind of why well, i i, I, I that's what i do for myself disappointed oh yeah but that's what i do <laughs> mostly for myself that's my technique i have no expectations so once something bad happens it doesn't even bother me anymore life yeah, hack it's, <laughs> it's it's really hard especially like when we do these podcasts you know you got to separate some it's, it's hard sometimes to separate the fan from the an, you know it I, is i use the word analyst lightly but <laughs> no no i don't i am a I, I get paid to analyze sports. I don't get paid much, but I still get paid. That makes me a professional in this industry. Professional. Don't tell me otherwise. But let's get rock and rolling into that main card. To start us off, we're going to have number 14-ranked women's uh, flyweight contender Amanda Rivas against Paige Van Zant. No cringe queen. Her name. Oh, imagine the royalty couple between her and Cejudo. What Dude, would no. they make? What no. would, there'd be a black oh, hole. A black Ooh, wow. hole would form from the amount do you, of cringe. So do you still follow? Have you followed Paige on Instagram? Um, not for the reasons that most people do. Because I've been following <laughs> her probably since 2015 or 16. For the I'm correct really, reasons, really Blake? In there. For the right reasons? Uh, just, yeah, well, because Team Alpha Male, you know me. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and obviously because she's hot. Okay, uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like she's just at some point dude she's really embraced the cringe sometimes it can get a little uh a little too much sometimes with her and her man not as good as the who though but you know it's not half bad but let's talk about the fight itself let's talk about what we're going to see inside the octagon because we're not going to see promos we're not going to be able to hear her uh, but we are probably going to get to see her probably get battered around inside this amanda hebas she didn't she have a really good performance her last fight yeah she beat the hell out of that marcos girl remember Ooh, that's it's the brasilia card yeah that was a mugging that was a mugging. yeah okay dude so that's kind of a fight she has on her hands there and i mm -hmm. was that her first fight in the UFC? no she had a couple she beat Mackenzie dern wow mm -hmm. that's right she beat dern that's a big <laughs> yeah and she beat Emily Whitmire by submission. This is a stud right here. She's good. So, that that fourteen, that number fourteen in front of her name is deceiving. Yeah. No, she's 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 good. Sorry, Paige Van Zandt's going to get the work. Yeah. She's going to get the work. She's in trouble. <laughs> but I mean, uh, Paige Van Zandt, you can't really sleep on her because she's had some knockouts. Although her, uh, well, I think it's only been one knockout, right? I don't I don't know how other however many other finishes she has. But she has some very impressive finishes on her resume. However, it's not against the most high level of competition. I it's would say. not going to be against a woman like Amanda Hebas. But no. one last thing to say on Paige Van Zant: mm -hmm. she has heart mm -hmm. like no other. And if you don't believe me, watch her Michelle Waterson fight. Watch her Rosenami Yunus fight. This girl doesn't quit. So there's one thing you can call her. You're, there's there's one thing you can't call her. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And that uh, that's a quitter. Mm -hmm. And that's. And also, I think um, weak, because she's mm -hmm. very, she's a very strong woman, and um, has a lot of willpower. I would say, hundred uh, percent. Like I, I don't mean discredit her by any means, because obviously she hasn't gone to this point in her career just based off her looks. That's not possible. Right. There's a reason that she's she's a legitimately good fighter, but Amanda's on the roll right now. I don't really yep. see it stopping in this bout. Yeah, I, and obviously 
I'm definitely going with Rebus on this. Or Hebus, yep. I think it is. Hebus. I'm taking Amanda in, in this one. You're going Amanda. I'm going Amanda. <laughs> sorry, Paige. Uh, sorry, uh, but also Amanda is a lot easier to pronounce. Moving on into the next fight, we get another women's belt in the straw strawweight division. We get the rematch that happened going back to May 11th of 2019 when Thug Rose was winning this fight, but then she got dropped right on her dome by Jessica Andrade, and this fight is going to be a slobber knocker in every sense of the word, Blake. Three-round fight. That's basically a title fight. Mm -hmm. I mean, these these mm -hmm. girls are, you know, top of their division. They're they're good everywhere. The strawweight so, division is so good. I'm thinking that so this good. is going to be a really fast-paced fight because it's three rounds for fighters that are used to going mm -hmm. five. So they were they had the five-round bout there, there in, in their first fight, correct? In their first bout, yeah, it yeah, was, that was obviously scheduled for five, but it only lasted two. Yeah, did not need even the three. This really one, one and a half. I could really see this one going the distance. This, I mean, it, it's not like they don't have knockout power, but if it wasn't for that drop uh, in the first fight, we definitely couldn't have seen it go longer. We definitely could have seen Rose win that fight. I'm going to be really interested in the mindset from Rose going into this one, knowing that she was winning that fight until... It, it was just a simple mistake, and it was almost unlucky that she got dropped in the way that she did. So it's going to be really interesting to see how motivated she is. But it's also on the flip side, going to see Andrade trying to prove that it wasn't like a fluke in quotes mm -hmm. or anything like that. She wants to prove that, no, I was going to win that fight anyway. I just happened to end it sooner because I dropped you on your stupid-ass dome. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Coming with a little fire there, dude. I'm trying to get into the, the mindset of Andrade, man. Yeah, it's I not mean, like Rose has like that. any cushion, extra cushion on top of her cranium. Yeah, I should <laughs> grow that hair out. Shoot, maybe you would have been okay. Come on, like um, we see what Al Aljamain Sterling's doing. He he has a right idea. Man, I think it was my dad the other day too. He was, was it my dad or who was it? I can't remember who it was. But he was like, man, do growing beards like that? Like, do they really? You think they take some heat off of those punches? Probably not. And I was much. like, you know what? I mean, not probably not much, but maybe a little. Hey, any advantage helps. Think, any advantage I helps. A, I don't think a beard at, at that high of a level though is gonna hey, who, make too much of a difference. Who knows? Roy Nelson did have a chin made of granite, and maybe it was the beard. Uh, at least early in the career. Uh, a little later, it kind of tapered off. <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's some <laughs> thick bones. Them country boys. All right, what's your take on this fight though, and who's winning? I'm so I'm gonna go with Rose Nami Yunus just because mm -hmm. of the way that the whole fight was going before. However, it does scare me a little bit um, that Andrade, like we've know for sure she can end that fight whenever. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, she's kind of got that you know uh, almost like knockout power, but it's like grappling as well, you know. Um, but I, I'm, th I'm thinking Rose Namajunas is the cleaner fighter that should be able to implement her game plan this time. I mean, mm -hmm. now she knows, like, the gravity of the mistake that she made. She knows she can't afford to exchange in those tight-knit areas like that and leave herself mm -hmm. exposed to getting, you know, picked up and thrown like that. So I'm looking for her to make the adjustments and keep her game plan top priority and mm -hmm. execute flawlessly. And I Th think she should be able to do that. That's what I'm expecting. Uh that, like you were saying, this fight is going to be close. It's really hard to predict. There, You can't predict an outright winner to this fight. I cannot say that Jessica Andrade or Rosa Yunus is going to win with even 50% certainty, if I'm being honest. 
it's hard to make a confident pick on this one. But like you, Blake, for your reasons, almost exactly, I'm also going to roll with Thug Rose on this one. And now, yep. after this, let's move on to the third fight of the night. The first title fight of the night. A fight that a lot of the people had a grudge against, had gripes about. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a great fight. And you have a up-and-comer, possibly the future of the, of the Bantamweights, against a legend. A UFC legend in Jose Aldo. But Piotr Jan, Jose Aldo, there's going to be magic inside this octagon. We're going to see a highly... I'm, I'm expecting something super quick. I'm expecting just punches thrown non-stop and kicks thrown non-stop, especially from Jose. Because Jose's kicks... I was going through watching some of his older videos. Like, shout out to UFC main event because they've been putting on some fire fights recently. Showing Jose, man, he doesn't mess around with those leg kicks. Those, those outside leg kicks... I would Just cry. Watch the Uriah fight, dude. If you haven't seen that fight, that's oh, that fight was gnarly. Ooh. We got two people that beat up on Uriah Favor. One yep, little more recently. <laughs> what do you, th what you think about up. this one? Kyoter finished him though. Yeah, finished him bad. Bad. That was bad. I didn't like that. It one. was well. It was crazy because Uriah was in a really competitive fight, but then it just took a turn and it went down south really quick. <laughs> yeah, it just shows, man. Kyoter is he's just. He could finish on above. He could he's a notch above. Time. I mean, Uriah, as much as I love the guy, he's just not championship level anymore. No. He and don't get me wrong, I think he could still probably be a top ten, you know, gatekeeper fighter. But without a doubt, I don't know if there's on. a point in, in doing that. You got two kids now. So right. and you're already running one of the most successful gyms in America. Yeah. Yeah. So just stick he's with a, that. <laughs> he's a businessman, dude, for sure. Uriah is much better businessman than almost anyone on the UFC roster. Probably you can't say Connor. anything about that butt chin. That butt chin gets money. Oh, he shakes <laughs> it and, it and cash falls out. <laughs> oh, I don't need that mental image, but um, there it is. Uh, this fight picks Piotrion. He's going to finish Jose Aldo within the three rounds. It's not even going to go to the championship rounds, in my opinion. It's going to be just super fast-paced, and both these guys are going to be fighting for a finish. Dude, this is, yeah, this is a tough, tough fight for me to call. I wish we had the – I should have had the tail of the tape peeled up on here for you me. You so got I can that look at the tail of tape? Let, I know Piotr has some short-ass arms, like 67 inches, right? Uh, like let's see. Uh, they're both short. five foot seven. Yeah, but Piotr is only at 67 inches, while Jose Aldo has the reach advantage by three inches. He's up 70. at 70. Mm -hmm. but, and then if we're talking about legs, um, Jose has the 40 inches uh, to Piotr's 38 inches. So a two inch reach advantage right there. And so boy, I guess if, Piotr just has like a bigger torso or something. I don't know. Yeah, he looks long. He looks. It's hard to see these bantamweights because luckily I was blessed to be 6'3". And it's weird seeing these dudes that are just tiny, but at the same time, I know in the back of my head, I get my ass whooped by these guys in an instant. Yeah, if you let them get close to you, bro. <laughs> bro, But I mean, if you just put your hand out like that, just they hold them on the head. touch you. Yeah, you should be okay. Yeah, but then they'll shoot a super quick double leg and just... Shoot for the double. <laughs> just, just ground the pound me into, into oblivion. <laughs> oh, man. If you couldn't get those guys off you, bro, I'd be pretty blake surprised i wouldn't be because they're ufc championship fighters so i would hope they could beat me if i'm being honest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come on i'm a broken down 21 year old almost 21 year old they got it 
All right, I'm trying to give you some credit, man. Come on. No, nah, boost up nah. your street cred. Uh, there's no street cred. I got Dude. too many things that are torn to be able to be good in the street fight. <laughs> Jose Aldo versus Piotr Jan. Jose Aldo, the loser. The loser with the title match. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't really hate on this matchup. No, I. We already talked about this in the past. Yeah. In, in a few uh, episodes back. It's not so, a bad fight. I'd rather Aljo win Yon, but this is still a great fight. It's going to be and a good that's precisely why I am taking Yon, and I'm hoping that he wins. <laughs> so we can because, see Aljo and Yon. Yes, and I want to see, but I mean, Aljo and Yon would be sweet, but I also want to see Cody and Yon too, because there's already some beef there. No, it's going to be Cody and Aljo. Cody and Aljo have beef as well. Mm. Aljo was trying to call him a racist a few years back when <laughs> Cody had the uh, when Cody had the title or whatever. I can't remember exactly what happened. Oh man, Aldo, Aljo was trying to call him a racist and all this crazy. It was on Twitter. I'm sure he still has it up. You can sure. find it. But <laughs> That's it was just crazy. Like, it was it was ridiculous. It was when he was being a huge clout chaser. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're but now he's kind of turned it around and he's super interesting now. Yeah, yes. But both Yawn, are you going with the finish? Yon, that's the th- that's the part that's tough. So it's mm-hmm. five round fights. These last three fights are all five rounds because they're title bouts. Yep. So in that's a five correct. round fight, I mean, guys that are this high level, it can go one or two ways. You know, like they're either gonna come out and they're gonna freaking go all out like a Dan Hooker and a and a Dustin Poirier, mm-hmm. like a Justin Gaethje and a and a Tony Ferguson, or they're mm-hmm. gonna come out and they're just gonna you know maybe be a little timid. I don't want to say scared. Obviously they're not scared of each other, but they know what's at risk. And they know like if they fully commit and the other guy fully commits, like probably someone's going to be sleeping. For Some, a yeah. That's what uh, I'm hoping for. <laughs> a comparison for that type of fight would be, you know, like a Izzy versus Yoel, mm-hmm. something, something of that nature. I don't, I don't think these even soups near to that level because that fight was bad. But also we, when we t- reviewed, when we broke down um, that card, um, usually 248, we, I gave the reasons why it wasn't as bad as everyone's making out to see. It was pretty trash. But the reason why I don't think that fight, this fight right here, Yon versus Aldo turns out like a Yoel versus Izzy, is the fact that they, I mean, it's not a, a Yoel and an Izzy fighting. It's a Kyoto Yon and a Jose Aldo, who mm-hmm. I don't think are, you know, one-hit KO artists. No. They're more of like, you know, TKOs, like break you down. Yeah, they, they, pound, you you into, shots. they pound you into submission. There's no one shot from them. They're going to break you down. They're going to break your will in a flurry of combos. Yeah. And so I think after a five-round fight in a weight class that Jan's been coming up in mm-hmm. and, you know, he's been at now and he's comfortable in and is looking at as uh, the future, I think, he could, I think he can put away Aldo with, a, you know, with the finish. It's time for Jan. Five rounds. Yeah. It's time for Jan to uh, – he's been sure of the promise. It's time for him to make do on that promise and to grab the gold in his yeah. first opportunity for it. And that would be a great way to make him a well-known fighter, like show to the, in quotes, I'll put it in the quotes, the filthy casuals, that he is legit because he's going to be a legend like Jose Aldo. That's also he'll, why I believe he'll still that need Jose another fight after this, this to legitimize. Oh, of course. But this is, it's going to help to put over a name like Jose that is recognizable it's gonna, it's to gonna the be, masses. It's going to mean way more than your eye favorite Exactly. No disrespect. I am a huge no. favorite fan, but oh, I'm just saying. 100%. It, like the Aldo... Mm-hmm win will mean a lot more yes. at this point than the uh, Uriah knockout did. Definitely. Let's roll into the co-main event. We have champion Alexander Volkanovsky in his first title defense against the man he took away the title from in the blessed MMA. Now it's ble- instead of blessed era, it's 
blessed hair or something like that hair era wherever they were going with dc and holloway talking about the, his new do but max holloway is going to be taking trying to get his title back and if i'm being honest i know it's going to be a phenomenal fight the, their first fight back in december was a great fight but stylistically also when we're talking about josh emmett with this he gave us his predictions for ufc 251 which you go check that out on youtube or the full interview anywhere um and he was just saying breaking down from a stylistic matchup is it's not a good one for holloway it's way more suiting alexander volkanovsky and i have to agree with him on this one um, I, I really is this just, are the fight islands is that a I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but is this going to be an apex size ring or is this going to be normal size? This is going to be a normal size ring, I believe. Okay. That's right. I, I think I remember Sugar Sean talking about mm -hmm. that the other day. It's going to be the full 30 feet. Okay. So, I mean, I think that benefits Holloway. It does. Because, um, you know, Volkanovski is going to want to stay, stay in close. Mm -hmm. Holloway, I mean, really the only thing that I think Holloway has to uh, – make a huge change on were those leg kicks those calf mm -hmm. kicks that he was eating early in he the has fight. to check them. i mean he has to check yeah. well I mean, really, he has the leg reach advantage by six inches yeah. too so he has to utilize that in my opinion i think that he won the last couple rounds mm -hmm. and volkanovsky won the first three yes pretty handily so i think holloway is gonna have to find a way to to get in that fight sooner mm -hmm. um because i think when he gets in there and takes over like I think he he will be the, uh, he'll he'll be able to win, mm -hmm. but he has to he has to get in there sooner. I mean, if Volkanovski comes out there and implements his game plan as well as he did last time for his you know those first three rounds as consistently as he did, then that's another easy dub for him. Because mm -hmm. I mean, Holloway took over rounds four and five, but there was never for for either fighter there was never really a finishing a fight finishing sequence in no. my opinion. And so this is going to be a good rematch. If we want to talk legacy and the meaning behind this fight, if Volkanovski really wants to fully take away the title and start his new era with him as a champion, we're probably going to have to see him get the finish on Max Holloway. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to see him make a statement against yeah. Max Holloway because if he just if he wins this one, but it's by decision, we're not going to see another rematch. Uh, we're not going to see a trilogy. But it's not going to be as impactful, not as meaningful as a finish would. And whereas if Holloway is able to get the dub here and be able to reclaim his title, we're going to see one of the bigger trilogy fights in yeah. recent featherweight history. Sets up a huge trilogy. I mean, that's that's big. Exactly. So there's a lot on the line in this fight, not only in terms of the outcome, but in how we get to the outcome, you know? Yep. It's hard. Uh, I might just side with Josh Emmett on this one, though. No offense, because I love Blessed Era, but Volkanovski by decision. I'm going to have to counteract you there and go with Holloway by decision. I, would, I, I really want Holloway to win, not because I want to see Volkanovski lose, but it's because I would love to see that trilogy fight. <laughs> that'd I be, definitely agree with that. That would be phenomenal. As long as they fight as interesting as you know, as well as they did the uh, the, the first fight, or man, it, as long it like that, as long as the trilogy down. fight doesn't take over a year to get to. Yeah, that that was another thing that I was going to get to too. Is like I bet you all the featherweights would be swinging at the air after that. If if Holloway won, they'd be like, yeah. God 
they're going Dude, to be I mean, ever get a title shot. It wouldn't be bad for Josh Emmett because uh, I mean he's still in our interview, which you go look at, um, check out. He was he's still weighing the option between surgery and non-surgery. It looks according to his training videos on Instagram, it looks like he might be going the route of no surgery, so we might be able to see him sooner than later. But I, if you're a featherweight contender. You want to see Volkanovski win this one. You don't want to see the trilogy. <laughs> yeah, but that, for sure. That top of the featherweights, it's looking damn good. But I'm taking Volkanovski, and you're taking Holloway, both of us, by decision. 